Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Shamari Block, Block taking you up until 5 o'clock, halfway home here on a Saturday. Appreciate you all tuning in. The Xfinity mobile text line is lit up, 888-957-9570. We got a couple of calls on hold here. But Shamari, we're, we're basically like we're trying to kind of answer the question of we're, like, we're playing the blame game. Like who's to blame for the Kamingas, the Wisemans, the Moody's not being up to where we thought they'd be at this point? I think it's a little unfair to throw the blame at the staff just because there's not enough minutes right now, in my opinion, to hand out. But it's tough when you see a game like last night, one of which the Warriors, of course, did win 106-101 against the Cavaliers. They won back-to-back games. It's their their best win so far this season. And you look at the box score, and you see four minutes from your last three first-round picks. <laughs> Total. You know, I'm going to throw something at you here, okay? I'm going to throw something at you so I, you, you brace yourself, okay? Because it's going to be heavy. It's going to be very heavy. Do you think, and, and we never hear about this, because one thing about that front office is is that they run a tight ship and it's no loose lips that are going to sink it. Oh, well, except th- for the leaked videos, but yeah. <laughs> well, that, that had to come out, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that, no, that wasn't. I apologize. <laughs> but, well, no, but, but do you think that Joe Lacob's view as a GM and Steve Kerr's view as a coach might be in in contrast or in opposition to each other? I, I think that Steve Kerr's job is to win games, and the front office's job is, you know, Robin, uh, before the break, brought up an interesting point of, like, what do you think, you know, the, the goal is? Well, I, I, I think it's to win a championship this year. Based on you winning it last year, you're trying to defend your title. You're king of the hill right now. Somebody's got to knock you off. But Joe Lacob has also said that his goal is basically to be the second coming of Jerry Buss who went to 16 NBA Finals during his time with the Lakers across 30-something-odd years. Like, that's his goal. That's the standard for Joe Lacob. So the goal is to win. 
that that's that's kind of the middle ground that we're at right now, and that's where the two timelines collide because the Warriors are trying to win now. I believe even though they've had a slow start, they can still do that this year. Oh, Maybe no, win a God, championship. Yeah. But down the line, that's where more of these questions remain because it, it doesn't even seem like we have enough of a sample to base an opinion off of I know Wiseman. We've talked about how his his hands have looked shaky. Uh, Kaminga doesn't really know. It doesn't look like he knows what he's doing out there sometimes. But see, but Moody to me, me to me seems to be the most pro ready of them. But that's the other part of this is that when you see Wiseman and when you see Kaminga in a game, they look like you know uh, what is it the the blind dog in a meat house thing? Okay, it's like where am I going? But then you also see. Oh, wow. If you throw Wiseman the ball within, I don't know, five feet of the rim, it's going in the bucket. And you see Kaminga do all these insanely athletic plays. It's like, well, okay, I need you to do that. I want that. But then I also need you to, you know, do the basic stuff. And I think that's why it's so frustrating is because you see what could be. Yeah, well, let's see what Eric from San Francisco has to think about the Warriors, maybe some of their drafts in recent years. Uh, Eric, from San Francisco, you're on 95-7 the game with Evan and Shamari. What do you think about the Warriors' second timeline at this point? Sure. Um, as a season ticket holder um, since 2000, uh, I've had an opportunity to watch the Warriors at its lowest and watch this team. And I would say I really place the blame on the front office. And the reason why I say that is what is the thing that Steve Kerr said about Anthony Lamb and um, and Jerome is they played college. They know how to be in the right place. And if you think about it, if we took Tyrese Halliburton instead of Wiseman and we took Wagner instead of Kaminga and we took Sengun, who was the MVP of the ADL at 18, instead of Moody, our bench issues would be completely resolved, and that's because those three guys know how to play the game. So while Kaminga and Wiseman may be good in four or five years, they don't really fit Steve Kerr's system. Wiseman's a pick-and-roll center, but Kerr runs the least amount of pick-and-rolls in the league. Kaminga's an athletic freak, but he says he wants to be Kobe, and he's never going to be Kobe <laughs> until this iteration of the Warriors has kind of And so I really blame the front office for not matching the skill sets, the drafted players with the composition of the coach and the players on the existing team. It's great to say you want to create the next Lakers, but even the Lakers had to go from magic to four years of bad, sign Shaq and hit on Kobe. So if you're trying to bridge to the next generation, choose players that fit your system instead of choosing who might be the home run pick but can't be that guy for five to seven years, which does us no good in our current championship window. You know what's so funny is, and you know what this makes me think of, is that he's talking about he wants to be like the Lakers, but I think that the goal should be the Spurs. And the Spurs, you had Ginobili, you had Parker, and you had Duncan, and then they brought in. They they did manage. They found Kawhi. They did find Kawhi, who was a Kawhi played all four years though. But he took a while to develop. But other than that, they brought in guys like Patty Mills that fit into what they did really well, and that extended the the, the championship window. But here's the deal: 
The Spurs won. They won six, five in 20 years. The Warriors already won four. <laughs> They've already run four in, in eight. So, you get what I'm saying? So they've already, in a way, surpassed the Spurs. But I think that I think that the model that they need to follow is the Spurs, and they are trying to be, oh, well, let's draft Kobe because he's at 17 and let him sit and he'll figure it out. And then, then, then we got them. No, I'm with you. But the common denominator for both of those dynasties, I would consider the Spurs to have an elongated, sure, dynasty over 20 years. But the, the common denominator is one player. Like, it's not multiple timelines. The Spurs were good and then bad, or competing for championships, I should say. They were good before when they had David Robinson. They were they had some decent teams in the 80s. When they got Tim Duncan, and when Tim Duncan left, their window for championship contention Shut. closed. <laughs> when the Warriors have Curry right now, their window for contention is wide open. When he leaves, I can't imagine it is all of a sudden going to remain wide open with what we've seen so far from this next core. Now, that's where Joe Lacob is trying to differentiate himself, and this is why we heard Draymond Green before the beginning of last season, while we heard Andre Iguodala before the playoffs last year on his podcast. Both of them expressed concern with what the Warriors can be down the line because there's no guarantee you're going to win this year. So how can you assume that drafting these quote-unquote home-run picks are automatically (laughs) going to be groomed and and develop into championship-caliber players when it took Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Andre Iguodala, Andrew Bogut, and a lot of other players at the same time to come together and create the dynasty that we now know, along with, of course, a lot of others, including Kevin Durant. But like that, that's that's I think where a lot of fans have issue with the front office and and the contrast between what the front office is trying to do, which is win later, where it seems like Steve Kerr wants to, of course, win now. Well, the the nine two five is bringing up an interesting thing, right? Steph Curry was a three year guy. Clay was a four year guy. Draymond Green was a four-year guy with Tom Izzo, who was you know one of the best coaches in the history of, it, especially about teaching core basketball skills and things like that. Right? He's a he's about as good as it gets. I'm trying to remember if Festus Azili, I believe he was also a four-year guy. So early on in the tenure of this of this ownership group, Harrison Barnes was a one-year guy. He was a one-and-done guy. But early on in this ownership group's tenure. They tended to go for the four-year player more so than not, even in even with the seventh and the eleventh overall pick, right? They were the four-year guy. What do you think? What what do you think has changed? And they're like, oh, Jonathan Kaminga. I, I know he's only played basketball for three years, but oh, oh my God, what upside? Well, in, in my opinion, what what the the previous you know draft iterations were, they took the best guy. Like mm-hmm. they took the best player. Stephen Curry, at that time, was the best player available in their estimation. Harrison Barnes was the best player available. Klay Thompson, 11th pick, was the best player available there. Draymond Green in the second round was the best player available. It didn't matter whether they played one year, four years, seven years. If they played none at all, they were the best player at that spot in the draft. Whereas, I don't know if you could say that about James Wiseman. I don't know if you could say that 
about Jonathan Kaminga when they took him. I don't even know if you could say that about Moses Moody, where they took him, even though he was later in the first round. The Warriors, and, and this is why I, I posed the question earlier in the show, like, if you're if if Steve Kerr is telling you that I want Anthony Lambs, that I well not I don't I don't want them, but but they're the guys like, that are going to play. play. Those yeah. are the role players that are going to contribute. Well, then why haven't you gone out and tried to get him more of those guys? Because he's shown you that with vets, Steve Kerr can win. Well, the the caller brought up an interesting thing. So he said, Wiseman instead of Wiseman, you take Halliburton. Instead of Kaminga, you take Wagner, and then I think he said instead of Moody, you take Sengu, right? Yeah, and and, and they th- make those picks. Is this team in better shape? Who knows? It's hard I, to say. I, yeah. I, but who knows? I mean, maybe Wagner gets buried behind <laughs> behind Wiggins. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like like Sengun is 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 also a center. Uh, maybe he gets buried behind Looney, and and also this is the other thing too, which I I, I felt like at the time Wiseman. He made the most sense, right? Like, he's he's the best center available, supposedly, in the draft. You don't really have a center at the time. Looney is a guy who, uh, you know, as you mentioned, had injury history earlier in his career as a championship piece, caliber player. But he's giving you 20, 25 minutes and a let's night. Just, Looney was drafted as a wing player. Let's just... I- I'll never I, listen. I, I appreciate what he did as a center, but let's remember that when Looney was at UCLA, he was a three-four hybrid, not a center. He was like a wing player that played some four, and because of he, his loss of quickness and things like that, that happened with all these surgeries, they're like, "Well, God, can you play center?" And he's he's done that. He's done that way way better than a guy that was six foot nine and like two hundred and fifteen pounds when he was drafted could ever be expected to do. Yeah, no, he was a 19-year-old. And speaking of Kavon Lodi, he, he talked after the game uh, to the media, and I don't know if he was intentionally trying to you know, explain exactly the type of guy that fits for this team, but as a veteran, as a, a valued voice in the locker room, this is what Kavon Looney had to say in response to what kind of players fit in the Warriors system. Oh, he's been doing a great job. You know, he, he fits our system really well. He makes shots. He, he plays tough. You know, he's able to, you know, guard bigs and wings. He's able to, you know, move the ball and cut. You know, he's he's a type of player that always that flourishes in our system. He's been doing a great job, you know, earning his minutes, earning his spot. If you keep playing like this, he's going to keep carving out a role. Uh, so he, he was talking about Anthony Lamb there. There there, there was another another piece of, of the cut, which uh, we may or may not have, but I was in the, I was in the press conference yesterday, Shamari. I heard him say, look, High IQ players are the ones that Steve Kerr values that play in this system. You have to learn how to play alongside All-Stars. You have to learn how to play alongside the Currys and the Clays. And Anthony Lamb is a great example of the front office finding a diamond in the rough currently that can help you for 15 to 20 minutes maybe earlier on this season. I don't know if he can help you in a playoff series, but that's the kind of guy that Looney is expressing interest in from a, from a view of the Warriors' culture, I believe. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I cue everybody. I'd love to have smart people around me everywhere I go. I'd like to have smart people working at you know. Jack in the box when I make my order, okay? So so when I order the curly fries, I don't get the wrong fries. Everybody wants high IQ. Now, here's my thing. Is that Lamb and Ty Jerome and Otto Porter and and Bielitsa and everyone who's come here and contributed with, with the high IQ, they were high IQ players when they got here. If you are going to put such a high emphasis on basketball IQ that where two 
G League two-way contract dudes come and play over your high draft picks, then you better be better at developing IQ. And but that's that's where it's like, okay, well, you value IQ so much, why aren't you better at developing IQ? Well, but you you just said everyone would want IQ, whether it be at the fast food place or in a you know a, a tech company or you know down selling shoes. You want IQ, but that that's the separator. Like that's that's the immeasurable. That's the intangible IQ. Being knowing where to be in a certain spot, understanding spacing concepts, understanding where you fit in the Warriors system. And and yes, yeah, Steve Kerr runs a different system than a lot of NBA teams. He doesn't run a ton of pick and roll. He doesn't allow guys to go one-on-one all the time if if things are right and flowing in the offense. Like, I, I'm sorry, sometimes you have it or you don't. I don't know if it's fair to ask teams to develop a player's IQ. Maybe this is where we, we differ. Well, I know that last week Steve Kerr was saying something to the effect of, oh, I have to teach stuff that people were supposed to learn in college. It was like two of those dudes did not go to college. So- Oh, you know, yeah, you got to teach that. And guess what? That's your job, head coach. No, 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 no. His job is to win. His job is to win games, which Steve Kerr has done since he's gotten here in 2015. Coaches, the good coaches, the great coaches. His assistant coaches are supposed to develop players. Great coaches are teaching. Mike Hogerman was like a high school math teacher or something like that. I think Bill Walsh also was some kind of, like a, a great coach should be a good teacher. And I think that a couple of things, I think a couple of things get lost in the grand narrative that is Joe Lacob and 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 Steve Kerr and all their success they had, which they deserve all the credit for. But 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 Mythbuster thing number one. Steph Curry was already here and drafted not just before Kerr got here, but when Joe Lacob and company took over, they already had Steph Curry. He'd been drafted by the previous regime. Yes. I'm just saying. So not to say that you don't get credit for retaining Steph Curry, but you didn't draft Steph Curry. You did draft You did draft Draymond Green. You did draft uh, Harrison Barnes. You, you signed. They did a lot of stuff, right? But you didn't draft Steph Curry. The most important part to this puzzle, to which none of this would have happened without, you're not responsible for that. The other, the other great myth is, is that by the time Kerr got here, all the teaching was done by his predecessor. That was not, I, I don't know if that was teaching. Okay, so the defensive prowess that this team has. I think Mark Jackson. Mark gave, Jackson instilled that within this team. No, no, no. Mark Jackson gave them opportunity, which currently Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman don't have. Like, Mark Jackson rolled the ball, the ball out on the floor and said, yeah, we, we want to be a defense-first team. Mm-hmm. Clay, I want you to, to learn how to be a great defender. Yeah. But then that's on Clay Thompson to go learn how to be a great defender. Mark Mark Jackson isn't backing Clay down to the post every day in practice and saying, hey, here's I'm going to work. I'm, I'm going to go right hook. Here's how you got to defend that. Like, that's not what he's doing. Well, but all, all I'm saying, though, is, and I'm just going to simplify this and say that for everything awesome that Steve Kerr has done since he's been here, he really hasn't developed any, anybody at all whatsoever. Again. And, and they've won four championships. And they won four championships because he knows, because Mark Jackson did, uh, I, I feel Mark Jackson did some good developing of these guys, but he couldn't, he didn't have the X's and the O's and all that kind of stuff like Kerr did. So when he got here, Steve Kerr developed an offense that made Steph Curry Superman, right? 
I, I think if you're but looking I don't for an think example, that he's really developed anybody at all whatsoever since he's been here. And then, so when you look has, at his has young he needed guys, to? huh? Has he needed to? He hasn't, but now he does. Now he does, and the development isn't happening. They just won and a championship last year, and I don't want to put it on him wholly, but you gotta kind of look at him in that in that regard, man. I'm sorry, I I, I don't, and, and and maybe this is where we differ on on coaching. I think across all sports, the job of the manager in baseball, the job of the head coach in the NBA, and the job of the head coach in the NFL is to win games. I do not look at Bill Belichick as this great sage of a teacher. You know why? Because whenever his players leave New England, they revert back to what they are, which is players in his system. But he coached them up, though. He he did. He developed them He knows how to use him. pieces. And, right, and Steve Kerr, to me, knows how to use pieces pieces right now he clearly is telling you he doesn't have the pieces in the young guys requisite to win games which is his bottom line that's that's how i see it okay but okay i'll, I'll tell you like this though do, do you think that there is a coach like for instance okay i'm not saying they would win but let's say mike d'antoni okay Let, let's say you put wiseman and kaminga in mike d'antoni i feel like he would find some simple thing that they could do use their athleticism to do and and, and would you know, again, would they become better players? No, but that that's using your pieces. That's taking a piece that, well, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that, but you can do this. So I'm going to ask you to go out here and do this over and over again. And I just... You can't do it I'm over too, and over I'm, again I'm just, if you're I'm only too, playing 10 minutes. I'm just, I'm too disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed. First things first, let me just reiterate this, okay? The Warriors are going to be fine this season because Steph Curry... Steph Curry is that bad. Yeah. Everything else past Steph Curry and everything else past, okay, I'll say Curry, Wiggins, Draymond Green, okay? Everything past them is a huge question mark. And the biggest question marks are the biggest investment that you've made over the past three seasons. And that's problematic. And and somebody has to answer for this. Someone does. Is it Curry? I don't know. But someone needs to step up and be like, you know what? I messed up. Well, maybe Bobby from Oakland can help us. He wants to talk about the young group of Warriors, the next wave of Warriors basketball. Bobby from Oakland, what's up, Matt? You're on with uh, Evan Giddings and Shamari Block here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, appreciate the show here, man. You know, the way I kind of see it, man, it's tough tough for um, Kaminga and Wiseman. And I say this for this reason. You, You grow up. Want to get an NBA? You want to get become a star, get the bag, but you come into a system, you're drafted into a system where it's really a Steph Curry system. Everything caters around him, cutting and moving. Steve Kerr's, Greg Popovich, and so forth. Without that experience of being in a system and catering to a one superstar, a single superstar, even though it's not really technically that, you you're, you're their mindset is probably thinking, man, how am I gonna how am I going to get that big contract? You know, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. How am I going to get a contract where I have to cater to a system where I need not get the touches? I probably don't, and I don't have the experience on defensively because I didn't play in college or getting my body into the right position, playing team defense, offense. Uh, you know, you, you just don't have what you're looking for. So I'm thinking at some point, who knows? They may have to trade a both in order to get some sort of value, maybe in the package deal somehow, some way, because I just don't see it. Just by looking at them playing, I don't see them buying into They already got the championship now. 
whether you <laughs> how much you want to say they contribute or not, they have a championship. The next thing is for them to get to the highest level they can get individually, even though we basketball the team sport, from their mind, young guys, they want to actually become a star and get the bag and I don't and, and that's not gonna happen here at Golden State. So I, I inevitably be seeing them both getting traded at some point. I mean, who knows when, but that's that's how I see it, fellas. What do you Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate that. I, I, I personally I, I do think that they can get paid here. I just don't think it's going to be – we're not going to know after this season. Like, I'm sorry. Well, and my other thing is, is, and I'm just going to say this one more time, okay? If you trade James Wiseman, you get Wise Jamesman back in return. Wait, what? If you trade James Wiseman, you get Wise Jamesman back in return. If you trade Jonathan Kaminga, you get Jonathan Jaminga back in return. You're getting basically somebody who is flawed in a different way, but, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like, you're not getting it, – it, you're not going to get back anything. You're not getting back anything more valuable by trading these guys away. Like that's the highest value you're going to get. So you, you know, I, again, you're not going to trade them. I heard somebody. I think it was Stephen A. Smith say something like trade Wiseman and Kaminga and Wiggins for Anthony Davis. That's not happening. Yeah, I, I think it was it was Clay and Draymond for Anthony Davis, uh, which also Again, I don't also see. Which I also don't see. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to toss around some other uh, trade scenarios on the other side. Continue talking about what to do with the young guys. How valued are they in this system, and where does the potential blame lie for the fact that they're not as far along as people want them to be? Evan Giddings and Shamari Block here on 95.7 The Game. We're going to be back after these messages, taking your calls, 888-957-9570. We'll talk to you on, this, on the other side of the break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now back to 95.7 The Game. 90 minutes left here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings with Shamari Block rocking with you on a Saturday. We're talking dubs. And even though Shamari after... I think a pretty nice win on Friday night, 106-101 over the Cleveland Cavaliers, handing them a loss. Donovan Mitchell had 29-10-9, and and you still beat him because he had the chef going for 40 in his second straight game. We're talking about all of the the questions that still surround this team, the questions that, that Curry has almost just painted over because of how freaking good he's been so far this season. And it circled around, like, like who who is sort of responsible at this point for Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody, either being on the roster in the first place or not being on the floor. And we want to hear from you, 888-957-9570. And, and that's funny. I like the way you put that because is the issue that they're on the roster when they shouldn't be because they're not, they're not valuable or that they can't get onto the floor? I think that's the ultimate way to describe this because somebody – Somebody, whether the person who decided to draft these guys or the person whose job it was to make sure they turn out to be competent contributors on a championship team, somebody messed up. (laughs) Just heads down. Yeah. Well, and I don't think Kevon Looney was throwing anyone under the bus last night when when he was talking about the example, the type of player that fits in the Warriors system. But but here's what he had to say. I, I thought it was interesting when I heard it in the press conference yesterday. Usually guys who have a high IQ, who got a great feel for the game, uh, usually fit our system really well. We rely a lot on our spacing, our ball movement and cutting and knowing where to be at, playing off of Steph and Clay. And, uh, you know, when you're one of the guys that's, uh, you know, the fourth or fifth guy on the court with those other all-stars, you got to kind of know where to be at. You got to know how to make the right play. You got to know when you got to be aggressive, when it's to turn down the shot. And, you know, it takes a special skill to be able to do that, to be able to see the game like that. And uh, usually we find guys, you know, Bob and uh, the front office do a great job of finding guys who fit that mode, to fit that system. And, you know, I think and Lamb's a great example of that. So Kevon Looney was referencing Anthony Lamb, who last night, 24 points, pardon me, 24 minutes, 10 points on 4-7 shooting, is an example of a you know a guy that they've found that fits into their system. Four years at Vermont, has been in the league for a little bit, 25 years of age. He's, he's not the young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed type of uh, development piece that Kaminga, who saw four minutes last night, was. Wiseman, who got a DMP coach's decision. Moody also got a DMP coach's decision. Jamichael Green also has not played in, like, what, a week? Jamichael <laughs> Green, I, I, I've and been... And he's a veteran, though. He ha- he is, and unfortunately, at age 32, he, he just does not have what he used to. He's a career, like, 36 percent three-point shooter he's closer to like 25 so far this year he was supposed to be the Otto Porter Jr. DiVincenzo I think still can be not exactly the player that GP2 was but fill that role because he does have some experience he does have some athleticism he was on the Milwaukee Bucks when they won the championship a couple of years ago he's he, play- and he played like 15 more more minutes a game during that season when he was healthy yeah and he, yeah. he played in Villanova for Jay yeah. Wright who's you know a, a notable college coach I, I like I just wonder how patient the Warriors are going to be with these guys because, look, we've tossed around. They're going to see them on Monday after the back-to-back. This weekend, you get Sacramento on Sunday. You get San Antonio at home on Monday. That's the game where we're going to see probably 35 minutes for Wiseman, 30 for Moody, however many for for uh, you know for Wiseman. 
but I wonder how patient they're going to be when eventually, like Looney is saying, you're going to have to be on the floor with the All-Stars like you were talking about earlier, Shamari. And and furthermore, though, remember what the number one thing I said was make the playoffs. It doesn't matter what seed you are. Number two is be healthy. In order for everybody that matters to be healthy, you need minutes out of those guys. Like, at least, I'm going to say two. You need two of those guys to play meaningful minutes because that rotation we saw last night that was eight guys, I know they played nine guys, but one of those guys was Kaminga. He yeah. played four minutes. By the way, Jonathan in four Kamu. minutes, in four minutes, he was the only player in negative. Yeah. Everybody else who played last night was like plus four, plus seven. Jonathan Kaminga, four minutes, negative one. Yeah. You're going to need more than a nine-man rotation. You, no, you do. No, and, and I see- mean, for, for the regular season, we get to the playoffs – Play Steph, Clay, and Dre in them 42 minutes a game. You, you can do this. But to get there, you need minutes played by these guys. Well, and this is why I want those guys on the floor. It isn't because I feel like whether Moody can hit a three is going to be the difference in an NBA Finals game, but it's because if the goal, like we talked about at the top of the show, Shamari, is to get to the playoffs as healthy as possible and playing your best basketball, your best five guys, your best six or seven, eight guys that are playing in a playoff rotation. Maybe Kaminga's not in that top eight, but he's going to have to play minutes so that you can keep the top eight fresh, fresh in the regular exactly. season. And healthy and and ready. Because, you know, it, one of the things you talk about last season, I, I said this, I spent the last six to eight weeks of the season when the Warriors were crap. Let's just be honest. They did not end the season well for the most part. I I spent that saying that there's not a sense of urgency. You can't just hit the playoffs and flip the switch and start playing great basketball. I said this over and over again for for eight weeks. And then the playoffs happened. And then that flip that flip went click. Yeah. (laughs) And they started playing spectacularly. So I am not going to I'm not going to doubt them anymore in terms of what they can do once they get there. You do need to get there, and you do need to get there with all four wheels, no flats, no uh, nails to them, nothing like that, ready to roll, ready to roll. And for that reason, and that reason alone, you do need these guys to contribute. And what's happened over and over again is that the starters come in. They get up 20 points. Like Literally, I've seen Wiseman and Kaminga and company literally blow a 20-point lead over a span of like four minutes. It's it, it's tough. It, it's tough, man, watching them out on the floor. And I think that's why we've seen Steve Kerr make the decision now to, all right, Kaminga, you're the only one who gonna, is going to play tonight. Okay, I got I got Wiseman, a wacky idea. You're the only one who's going to play tonight. I have a wacky tonight. idea. I just came up with this. So sorry, I just had this wacky idea pop in my head. Love okay? the way your mind works. What if, what if, because clearly you need a Ph.D. in basketball to run Steve Kerr's system, right? Yes. <laughs> That's what Looney just said. Okay, yeah. You need a basketball you need Ph.D. high IQ. You need the high IQ. Yeah. <laughs> what if they ran a different system that's, you know, more suitable for, you know, GED basketball players to play with, right? Because if the system's the too complicated. Simplify, exactly. You know, let's get something. For the, and maybe that would allow – just the pure athleticism and things that we've seen these guys have, maybe that would allow them. Because I, I, if if the system is too complex for everybody to understand, I, I kind of feel like there's something, there's a flaw in it somewhere. Because you, you you have to be able to have something that for the C students to thrive with. I, I would argue that they have tried to dumb it down. 
Now, maybe not with Kaminga playing one night and Wiseman the next, but we've seen when the young guys have been out on the floor, you know, the, the, ball, the ball moves a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. With Wiseman, they're running more pick and roll with Steph. But maybe he's not in the right spot on one possession. He's not yeah, on the no, other. Yeah, he sucks on pick and rolls. That that's ugly. Well, and that's supposed to be his game, especially offensively. That's how he can find a mismatch and go to work down low offensively. Defensively, he's still uh, you know a step slow. Kaminga, I I think to me more than anything, I just want to see the effort from him on the defensive side of the floor. Moody was the most perplexing to me why he didn't play against the Cavaliers, but maybe Lamb was playing so well that he felt Steve Kerr did that that role, the three slash four where Moody normally plays, should just go to Anthony Lamb. I do want to touch on something that I think is interesting, having watched Jordan Poole kind of play up and down a bit because he's the other big piece of this, right? He's the Mm -hmm. first of the next generation to get the bag to get paid. The year, his rookie season, when they were horrible, 15 wins, he had a chance to fail without consequence. And that is where, and he's the one example that you can point to of a guy who has developed under Steve Kerr. I know people are saying Looney, but Poole is the closest to being an all-star caliber player that has developed under Steve Kerr during his time from the beginning of Poole's career. He also had a chance to fail over and over and over again to the point where they ended up sending him down to the G League two years ago. Well, but you also have to remember his rookie season, Steph Curry's injured. Exactly, exactly. So he got to make a bunch of starts and stink up the joint for at least 30 games. And I I think, unfortunately, that's kind of the the sacrifice. Like, that's the, the, the duality of this. Like, that's the sacrifice that... Steve Kerr, of course, doesn't want to make this year because you have Steph, you have Clay, you have Dre, you got Wiggs, you got Poole, you have a championship team that just won it last year. You don't have the benefit to sacrifice or, or you know trick off games just to get Kaminga on the floor. Now, you can do it maybe in the back-to-backs, mm-hmm. but I don't think we're going to see minutes being handed out just for minutes sake like Jordan Poole got and in a weird way the Warriors because of injuries sucking that season helped them in the long run because you could advance the timeline of a guy like Jordan Poole okay so Steph Curry is playing out of his mind he was playing out of his mind in 2021 and they 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 lost in the play in tournament because you know they had Kelly Oubre and company is like you know the, the supporting cast Last season, Steph Curry also played out of his mind. Again, not quite out of his mind. Yeah. And they There's won a it lot all. going on. They won it all. Yeah. Where would you put that team on that continuum between the team that, that we're 12 games in, so this is highly speculative, I get it, but between, between the, the team that lost in the playing tournament to Memphis versus the team last season that won it all, like, where would you put them if, if if that's a 10 and that's a 1? Where would you say this team is in between those teams right now? Are they closer to the, the playing tournament loss or closer to the, the the winning it all team? Ooh, that's a good question. I would put them closer to the championship because Steph Curry is playing at an MVP-type level. Steph and Curry is playing at the level that he played in the finals last year when he was unstoppable. Now, if he goes out for a period of time, gets hurt, anything that changes the equation. But to me, it starts and ends with Steph. And as we saw the last two nights, it literally (laughs) does. He can drag you to a victory. So to your question, I would say they're closer to the team last year than the team that missed the bubble, even though um, Clay hasn't maybe played as well this season as he did last year. 
What do you think? Also, they didn't have Draymond Green for a good percentage of that season also, right? And they obviously didn't have Clay. Jordan Poole, like that, that, that team, all they had was Steph. I really believe, I really believe this in my heart of hearts, in my minds of minds. Eight seed. That that's all you got to do. Wow. Okay, you don't let, let me rephrase just, it. All you got to do is get in. No, let me let me rephrase that. Because you don't want to be in the playing tournament. So that means they need to be a six seed, six seed or higher. Yep. I, I say you pencil them into the finals. I don't think the Clippers are a big of a threat. I do feel that Denver's a threat. Denver's a threat. Jokic, that dude's ridiculous. Outside of that, the Suns don't concern me. The Utah Jazz, I I love. I'd love to play the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I would love to play the Utah Jazz in the finals. And, and then and then Dame Dollar, you know, I mean, I, I, as much as I'd like to see Dame from the O, where the number, it's not a zero, it's an O for Oakland. As much as I'd love to see him do anything, I don't believe that that, that team has the makeup of a team that's going to do anything but be a high seed and get bounced in the first round. Damn. Yeah, I, I I am kind of with you. Thanks, Ray. I, I am a little bit with you as far as the Jazz and the Trailblazers. I, I don't think that they're, they're not going to be one and two the, at the, the end of the season. The Grizzlies scare me, and so do the Nuggets. The Grizzlies should scare you because of what happened last year. I know they won in six games, the Warriors did, but also John Morant went out. Not to say he that completely flips the series, but you never know. Mm-hmm. The Memphis, to me, is the number one threat to the Warriors in the Western Conference. I I know they didn't get a chance to play them last year because they choked. But the Phoenix Suns, to me, are a good quality basketball team. They, I, I, feel I like think the a good Warriors, regular season basketball team. Like, I can see them being the number one seed again, and then getting bounced by a five seed. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I I think the Warriors could beat them in a seven game series. But to me, they they are a threat. Denver, to me, is also a good team that will probably get better by virtue of Jamal Murray having more time off of his ACL tear. Mm-hmm. And he's. I know they don't play a ton of defense, but. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Jokic. <laughs> Jokic, yeah. it starts and ends with him, just like in many ways it starts and ends with Curry for the Warriors. I, I'm not so sold on the Clippers just because of the question mark of Kawhi. But if he's if he's back, they're also a threat, and there's a very long and lengthy team that can play small, can go big. Uh, I, I'm not too afraid of Dallas, despite Luka being a one-man force. He's probably the only other guy, along with Giannis, you could put in the conversation for MVP right now with Steph Curry. And I think the Pelicans are an interesting team, but I don't think they have enough to take the next step necessary to get to a Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's it's Memphis, it's Phoenix, and it's Denver. But I think that the Warriors can beat all three of those teams in a seven-game series if they are healthy and fresh going into the playoffs. So... I mean, I don't know if I'd pencil the Warriors in the finals, but I think they got a damn good chance to get back if they can, like you said, get a six seed or higher. Okay, you think about you think about Michael Porter Jr. You think about Jamal Murray, right? I feel that I feel that a Anthony Lamb and a Dante Divincenzo can defend those guys reasonably well. I mean, you're you're not stopping Jamal Murray when he goes nuclear, but you get what I'm saying? Like they can yeah. they can get in there and do. When you talk about Grizzlies, where they got like about three or four dudes that are like six, seven, six, eight, that can shoot and defend at a high level with length. I think that a I think that a Anthony Lamb is overmatched. And then in order to beat a team like that, not to mention John Morant, you need a contribution from an athlete like Jonathan Kaminga. I really, really but not not to say that, not to say that. You can't beat them, 
But that's the scariest part of going into this into the postseason with the rotation we saw last night. Is like what Dylan Brooks. You got Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. You, you're right. You got a few guys that long that can do everything on a basketball court. You got like three or four of those guys, and in that against a team like that, I'm not even talking about Ja. Like Ja is a, is a, is his own can of worms. But the the complimentary players around Ja, in order to defend them, you need a little size, a little length, and a little athleticism. No, you, you do. But what does Jonathan Kaminga not do well? It's it's play defense right now, or rebound honestly, or well, or or you know like be in the right place. Offense. Yeah, no, and and I I do want to give him credit. There was a possession last night in which Donovan Mitchell tried to go baseline on Kaminga, and he was able to stay in front of him. Well, see, he's good ball, on ball. He's good on ball. He he's he's okay he's, because he's, he's athletic. In, he's yeah. inconsistent, and that that is unfortunately the name of the game with these young guys. It's inconsistency. They'll show you flashes in which Kaminga on, uh, I think it was Monday against Sacramento in transition, went right around a defender, went to the rack, dunked it. That's a that's a flashy play, mm-hmm. but that's not a play that he gives you for a consistent you know, portion over 10 minutes. And that's why I think Kerr and maybe the rest of that coaching staff has trouble trusting him. It's the reason why I, I have trouble trusting him when I see him on the court because I see him slide his feet one possession. And the next possession, I see him get. I see him get back cut. I see a guy go by him, and I'm like, "What just happened two minutes ago?" Like, well, he, see, that's the difference though between on ball, where it's all I'm just gonna be more athletic than you. I'm gonna do the typewriter like MC Hammer, and you can't get past me. He can do that to anybody. But then you talk about, oh, well, now there's a screen, now there's a rotation, now I need to come over and do backside help, right? Like that's where he's lacking, and that's the thing that that's why it's so. That's why it's so frustrating because that should be the easy part. He can do the thing that not that many people can do. He can at six foot seven, six eight, two hundred thirty pounds. He can stay in front of most point guards, right? Like he's got that kind of ability. But what he doesn't do is, oh wait, oh the ball went over. They they passed the ball. What do I do now? Well, how do how do I defend people? Yeah, but and that's why it gets so crazy. Well, and especially. Contrasted against a guy last night on the Cleveland Cavaliers, who I would argue is equally as athletic, mm-hmm. but is eons past where Kaminga is right now, and that's Evan Mobley. The guy had eight offensive rebounds last night, 13 boards, 20 points on 15 shots. He's the same age as Kaminga. Like, <laughs> exactly. And he's already a part of a team that was eight and three coming into last night. Like, he is a contributor. And a, a great piece, probably moving forward for Cleveland. Wait, can, can I say this about Spolstra? I'm sorry, not Spolstra. Um, can I say this about JB Cleveland? Bickerstaff, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say this about Cleveland? Yeah, is that since LeBron has left, they haven't had anybody. They haven't had like a top tier caliber player. And while they haven't exactly torn the league up, like they haven't been the worst team in the league, right? So they've done a good job. At, at teaching their young players, and I know I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. They also gave had minutes to give these guys. I get that, but where is where is that? Where is that? Where is the young guys developing here? On the Warriors? Yes. I'd look Quickly. at I'd look at Jordan Poole. He's that, tw- he's 23. But that, that, we're talking about it took a him decade. Four, it took him four seasons. We're talking about a decade of developing people, and one maybe. T- 
maybe two if you want to throw Looney in there. Maybe two guys in a decade of drafting guys and and putting them on the team and sending them to G League and stashing them overseas and stuff. A decade of that, you have two success stories and 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 twelve failures. But you're not just gonna you're not just gonna develop three more Hall of Famers and then not, just like but, keep but, them. Th- Keep develop a role player. De- develop a guy that can come in and give you 15 minutes off the bench. That's all they need right now. If if any of those guys, if Jacob Evans or Patrick McCall, who's I don't even he's got two rings by the way, and he hadn't did jack. He didn't <laughs> he does. in back to back years. He didn't do jack. You know what to get him. One of those guys just developed into oh hey a a a, a Anthony Lamb. <laughs> But I, I you, think they I, haven't they haven't even developed an Anthony Lamb caliber do. I, I think a lot of the players that that you're thinking about that have developed on teams, even ones as competitive like like the Celtics last year, right? Like they have a lot of players that they've groomed and developed that weren't Tatum, Brown, top five overall picks, right? I, mean, I, I feel Der- like Derek the Grizzlies White. have Der- developed. Wait, they everybody was a draft and developed. They're group. also all on the same timeline, like John ja Morant. Desmond Bain, Zaire Williams, who you were talking about, or they traded from from the Pelicans, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. They're all under 25 years of age. Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown, Tatum, yes, are studs. They're also young. Derek White is young. I know Peyton Pritchard isn't isn't an all world player, but he's a role player. He's young. They are all in the same timeline where the Warriors, yes, maybe they haven't, uh, you know, developed the next immediate core that you can say, all right, this guy's going to be, you know, ten year veteran with our team. This guy's going to be an all star, except for maybe Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. They're also on t- like Jordan Poole's twenty three. Stephen Curry's thirty four. They're on different time. They have different goals in their careers. But see, here's the, this is every- why it's never happened before. This is why it's so challenging. But this is why we get to talk about it. Think about every team you just named there, okay? Young and guys develop. Now let's think of the probably the two most, three most veteran latent teams, okay? The Brooklyn Nets. Oh boy. The Lakers. Oh boy. And and the and the Clippers. <laughs> like those are probably the three most veteran teams in the NBA right now, at least in my in, in, in my mind, right? And they all are in various levels of stinkage. But all three of those teams, and the Lakers are the only one that have have done it effectively enough to win a championship, all three of those teams cashed in their future for a chance to compete now, which is what and, it seems it, it, like a lot of play, a lot of fans are are asking the Warriors to do to try and maximize Curry. And I'm like, I don't think that's, and I'm just saying that it doesn't work. And I got three examples of, oh, let's load, let's load up and load up on, you know, experienced guys. And then... <laughs> Boom. You're picking, you're picking, I'm sorry, the team that you traded your draft picks to is picking first in the draft. Hey, wouldn't it be hilarious if if uh if the Lakers got the number one pick and then uh who was that? The the Pelicans or whoever gets Wimbanyama? Yeah, uh, they have <laughs> the right they have the right to swap this year. Wouldn't that be just be the most hilarious thing ever? Uh, I actually think it'd be pretty cool. Put 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 Zion with Wembenyama, who's going to play the two because he's a seven foot four shooting guard right now. Uh, a good text from the Xfinity Mobile text line eight three one. I would argue that the Warriors developed Wiggins. They got him from Minnesota, turned him into a nice piece. That is now maybe your second best player on a championship team. I don't know. Appreciate that, T Dog. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side, and also, of course, get to football. We got one hour left to talk about the Warriors, what happened last night, what's going to happen in the future, and what is going to happen, perhaps to San Francisco and Los Angeles on Sunday Night Football, 520 kick tomorrow. 
about 24 hours away between the battle between number 10, Jimmy Garoppolo, and number 10, Justin Herbert. We'll see which one's Pull better on the start, other Jimmy. side. <laughs> Evan Giddings and Shamari Block back after this on 95.7 The Game. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.